Let's improve our communities one by one and empower empower cities. That's the way to empower a city. Hello and welcome to the Make an Impact podcast with me, Heidi Fisher. It's too complicated to measure our impact. We don't have the resources. Nobody cares. We can't afford it. Yes, you can and yes, you must. And in the Make an Impact podcast, Heidi Fisher explores how organisations put impact at the heart of what they do and how you can too. Hi, Daryl. I'm so glad you've been able to join me today. Could you tell me a little bit more about Empower Academy and why you set it up, please? Yeah, of course. Thanks Thanks for inviting me and letting me know that I could be a guest. I'm, I'm really honoured to be here. Um, yeah, and, and Empower Academy, I mean, Empower Academy, we work with young people on transformative ideas. Uh, martial arts is our vehicle for self-improvement. So we blend the, the philosophy and the practical side of martial arts and um, again, that, that's the transform, transformation vehicle we use. We do a lot of um, intervention work right now in schools. We get referrals from the police um, to work with young people in schools, but also within the community as well. So what made you want to set up Empower Academy? Um, to be honest, it was a blend of um, lived experience myself. And I guess a lot of it does come from, from my experience, experience where I was in a certain situation and what martial arts did for me. Um, which I can I can get into, um, but also seeing the past a lot of people from my community and environment took, and then it kind of um, it, it topped it off when um, so a family member got involved in a, a very similar situation that I was involved in, but he never really had the support network I did, so um, he probably got involved in more trouble. So I kind of took it on myself to you know what take him out and show him martial arts and just give back what martial arts really did for me at a point in my life where I could have, I could have really went either way, even though I never envisioned a life kind of, I guess, of crime or behind bars. Like, it could have definitely went a different way for me, Heidi. Yeah, that sounds um, really interesting in, in terms of the the influence and impact that martial arts has had on you um, in, in terms of actually helping you to make better decisions can you um just share a little bit more about what the kind of the philosophies and the kind of beliefs that um help uh, in martial arts to make people's behavior change does that make sense in terms of a question (laughs) (laughs) no it it definitely does yeah so what i'll do i'll um i'll backtrack it's kind of my experience of martial arts and what it did for me and and kind of where we are right now in our philosophy and values and what we try and and do with young people in the schools. So um, with myself, I mean, I boxed. I started with with boxing when I was 11. Um, I carried that on for quite a long time, actually, until I was about maybe 15. Um, um, I stopped it for about a year and a half, and probably about two years, actually. And that's when um, I started getting into some... I, I guess you hit that, that certain age, and I see it now working with young people. You hit that age around 16, 17, 18. Um, and it, it's kind of a crossroad. Um, but what's important to know is that I never... As I said earlier, I never envisioned myself. I never saw myself, and I wasn't a bad child. Um, some of the people I was hanging around were, were getting involved in bad things, but I guess by association, I would have been involved in those things as well, even though I wasn't that hands-on. I always saw a life where I was going to... Like when I, I, no word of a lie, Heidi. When I was in year seven, I wrote like um, I guess they called it a mock CV, um, and and I said on there, I, I even want to manage my own company or, or be a manager of a company. So I always had this life where I'd, I'd manage a company, I'd travel, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I never saw my life going down that route. Um, when I was 
seventeen ish. I was I was arrested, um, and a group of my friends w- were arrested as well. And um, that really f- was the was the crossroad moment for me, um, where I was like, you know what? Never saw myself here um, in in this holding cell. Never see myself. I guess going to prison. Like this is not what I want. So I made I made the um, I made the decision to kind of come away from some of the friends that were doing certain things, but also. I said earlier about a support network. Uh, my dad, I never lived with my dad, but he, he was still involved in my life. So what he then, what he then did was like, like physically, I guess that, that'd be the only word to describe it, like take me back to martial arts. Like this was a different martial arts gym. So he took me there like Monday, Wednesday and Friday. So again, a lot of the stuff I was doing within the community anyway, I couldn't do even if I did want to go back into martial arts. But then when I got involved in... Um, martial arts for the second time it was in a different area um new people which is the first thing i kind of want to talk about it was definitely outside of my comfort zone um this was an area in canada which where i'd never been to um the people had very different lives to the people that i grew up around but that wasn't a bad thing because this just showed me there's i guess when you're introducing new people with new ways of thinking your your horizon kind of expands and i felt it did that and martial arts in itself, it, it, it's very disciplined, even to the point of um, timekeeping was a big one. So if you're not on time, there's a punishment or if you can't get in the class, that alone is a big thing. Um, respecting the, the instructor at all times, you're not talking over the instructor. Um, there's that element of it. Your physical fitness, that comes into it, especially if you want to compete. You have to be super disciplined, super regimed. There's no shortcuts. Um, and again, that kind of transforms into life. So some of those principles and values, we make sure that we um, encapsulate in our um, Unbreakable program and Warriors of Wellbeing, because those are our two intervention programs. Um, how it will look right now for a student that comes into one of our programs, we, um, they have a journal. So every young person has a journal, which again is a, is a big part of what we do and, and a big part of the philosophy of martial arts. Um, Bruce Lee really made the journaling aspect um, Pretty, I wouldn't say famous, but pretty. Um, I, 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 for lack of a better word, I'm going to use famous um, mm-hmm. within martial arts and the benefits of journaling. But the benefits of journaling go way beyond martial arts. They're, they're known for kind of mental health values as an event, and we introduce young people to, to that aspect of it. But each week, there's a different value. Um, related directly to the philosophy of martial arts that we go into. So like week one, we do a bit on goal setting and, and then we speak about a martial arts um, principle or a martial arts um, scenario that, that's included that. Then they open the floor up to goal setting. We get them to have a 90-day goal. Um, week two, we go over gratitude. We talk about what you can and can't control. There's a lot. So every week's a different value. We talk about it as a group. So it'll be 12 in a workshop. Um, they have it on their journal. They write their thoughts, their actions, how they feel about it, their honest feelings about it. And then we talk about it and then we get into the practical side of martial arts and still instill the value that we spoke about at the beginning. Um, I know that was a, a really weird way to answer the question, but hopefully it answered um, some of what you wanted to know. Yeah, I, I absolutely love that because um, um, from my experience of martial arts is that you just go in and you you start learning to kick and punch basically yeah um, yeah with, without all of the 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 kind of underpinnings of it around the values and and I, I love that you do that and I, I it's it's um 
quite inspiring to hear that you you actually spend time talking about those things with the young people and and getting them to really understand what those values mean and then kind of getting them to live them through the activities. Um, yeah. I also journal, um, but I I didn't know that um, it was a big thing in martial arts, but now I do. Um, one of the things I wanted to ask you about was, um, in in terms of obviously your own experience, you said you had like um, a social network and support around you. Um, yeah. Do you find um, when you're going into schools that they they look at you as a, a role model and um, someone that they can aspire to be like. Um, you said, you know, from when you were really young, you wanted to be a, an entrepreneur and own your own business. Is something you share with, with the groups that you work with and, and try to inspire them to have bigger aspirations and dreams for the future? Yeah, you know, uh, 100% Heidi. Um, like I, again, I tell them I'm, I'm from an area very similar, sometimes the same area that they're from. Um, but again, I can kind of um, bring some of that, some of what you just said into the question. So coming from certain areas, it's not, um, you're not limited. You are, you're limited in resources, but you shouldn't be limited in, I guess, um, you're not as such limited in opportunity, but you're, again, your horizon should never be limited. Just because you come from anywhere, you can still amount to greatness. That's what I truly believe internally. And that's what I know. And that's what I tell them. I'll be like, I'm from here. This is what I wanted to do. I set a goal. There's been, there will be obstacles in the way. Um, hence why one of our programs is called The Unbreakables. It's not about being unbreakable, but it's about having that unbreakable mindset that, you know what? obstacles in life are going to get thrown at you. You're going to be deterred. You might not hit that goal in the time that you thought you, thought you would, but we're not going to let life break us, right? So um, different things are going to happen. So yeah, mindset. So um, with, with myself, um, being in terms of a role model, yeah. So I think I can, I can show them through, through what I lived. Um, we've added mentoring onto the programs now. So I do mentor. Um, a few young people as well, just to um, some that need kind of the additional help, which is an important part of what we're doing doing now with the workshops as well, yeah. One of the things um, that you mentioned about your um, Unbreakables programme, and um, obviously you will come across um, barriers and obstacles to, to achieving what you want. Um, and I, I've, I noticed on your website you've, you you um, talk about measuring resilience, um, so yeah. do you want to just tell us a little bit about how you um, go about measuring resilience? Yeah, um, it's, it's a diff- I'll be honest, it's a different, it's a, it's a hard metric to measure, um, but it's, it's a tool, it's a resource called the, um, and for people that want to look it up, it's called the Connor Davison um, Resilience Scale. So that really gives you a baseline of where they are. So on day one, we kind of, we, um, it, it, Look at a series of questions. So we have a one-to-one. Every young person on the program has a one-to-one. Um, I might have mentioned there's 12 young people to a workshop in a school. So we'll have a one-to-one separate from the program at a point, and then we'll go over this um, resilience scale. We'll go through a kind of a series of questions. We'll, we'll see where they are with that. And we measure that at the beginning and the end as well to show. So what, what I say to, the, to, to schools and, and to stakeholders, I guess, would be it shows Yes, yeah, so we can see an improvement from when they was, was with us to the end. Um, but also, I understand that the tool has limitations, like I'll be honest, but what we can show, even if there's an improvement, is that 
there's there's a um an improvement of the knowledge of resilience and what that can also lead to. If you can believe or know internally that, you know what, I can handle this where earlier I couldn't, that's more of a knowledge of resilience and then it can come into play when something actually does come into your life. So the resilience scale, I mean, we've had great impact with it, but I believe that's something you'll see that they will see, the young people, as it goes forward in life. So I, I share that with them at the end as well. I'll be like, this is, where, this is how you answer this to start with, and this is where you are now. Do you feel that that's actually changed internally within you? And when they come back and say yes, um, then that's a good thing because, as you said, when they go forward, like, we want the, the impact to be lasting. We don't want it just to last when the workshop's happening. So if they do leave our workshops and don't engage with Empower Again, at least they can take that resilient mindset that they can face the challenges that life um, will, will throw at them. But also on the measurement side, so more for the schooling and I guess impact with ourselves we measure um, every young person by the way um, that's on our workshop is highlighted as having various behavioral concerns so it could be disruption it could be fighting in the school as I said sometimes police refer police refer young people outside of the schools that might be getting involved in, in gang activity or whatever it might be um, so what we highlight is behavioural incidents six weeks before the programme, before we start it. We, we log that down on our, on our system. We measure it halfway through the programme. So the programme's 12 weeks, so we measure it at six weeks. We measure at the end of the programme, so 12 weeks in, and then we measure it six weeks after the programme. So at every different interval, we're measuring the decrease. I mean, we had a, a, a huge number of de a decrease in behavioural incidents last year. Um, so we measure the, the behavioural incidents. We also measure uh, positive merit. So if the school has a merit system, we do the exact same measurement and we track attendance. Um, again, same kind of thing. And we track uh, predicted grades, actual grades, if relevant, if it falls within that time period as well. So it's quite a lot. And um, you, yeah. to me, when, when um, I first looked and saw that you, you did martial arts, I, I was thinking, oh, this is uh, about um, sports and physical fitness, and it's, it's not at all. <laughs> it's no, about everything no. else. But, um, it in some it is. <laughs> yeah. you're right. No, you're right. Uh, to me, I would say the, the physical side will always, it's always, and it's great. Obviously, we have a curriculum that they go through on the, the martial arts side, and it will always be that kind of engagement and that hook. But you said it, you, you, you said it just from kind of um, speaking to me, but the mindset, like the mindset of a martial artist and to embody that in your life and the mental side is, is way more impactful. And yeah, it's great, the, the martial arts, but yeah, mindset is, is where we are and that's key for us. Yeah, I think everyone needs this. Um, so um, saying that everyone needs it, what, what are your future plans is, is this going to be huge growing? What, what, what do you um, want to do in the future? Yeah, so there's quite a, a few developments. Um, depending on when this gets out, we kind of be depending on what, what, what new developments. I'll probably develop like two more new ideas before then. But um, So the Unbreakables is, is 12 weeks usually, and we've developed a one-day Unbreakable workshop as well, which is going to be... Um, which has been supported actually by the Wolverhampton Police, so we'll be run, running that in in around um, in around twenty schools, I think, in Wolverhampton um, from February onwards. So the, the one day workshop, something we're excited to do and integrate with, 
um, our community offering, we're offering more. Um, we're going to kind of integrate a lot more qualifications. I know we haven't really spoke about the community side, but but also um, integrate some of the qualifications into our Unbreakable program, such as like a peer mentoring qualification. So then some of the skills and stuff they can give back and it's something tangible they can take away. Um, and as we're pushing, as we're growing as a company, yeah, so just to, just to um, really cement what we've got and really cement our offering and then, expand within within the black country and um and birmingham and, and further our impact and just constantly i mean we're constantly evaluating what we do so as we measure the the monitoring the behavioral metrics we're like okay um is it after the six weeks does the behavior kind of start to drop um so what can we do to kind of keep it lasting and we've got some ideas around that of, of bringing out some stuff maybe an app or yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of things in the works, Heidi. Um, it's exciting. It really is an exciting year. Mm, I, I think that's a, a really um, crucial thing because a, a lot of people have impact at the point of their um, program or intervention, and and then that impact sort of wanes uh, as exactly. people are no longer accessing it. So um, it's it's good to hear that you're thinking about how you can remind people all the time <laughs> um so yeah sounds like a great idea yeah definitely yeah yeah no i think the app will, will, will be for sustained and and to dial it back again to something you said about the role model so i mean i can present myself um but there's a lot of stories of people that have came from um similar communities environments but not, not it doesn't even have to be people from those environments highly it could be people that have just everyone's experienced obstacles right so some people way worse than me that never came from communities such as me came from very affluent communities, but they've gone through things that I couldn't even fathom. So having as many messages as possible for the young people to, to, to see, and it will resonate with them. And then they'll be like, okay, they never had any excuses though. Like, and, and that's one thing that we're, I'm trying to, to show these young people like, Regardless of where you are and what's happening, there is no excuse for you not to to um, reach your full full potential. So when I do the Unbreakables with them, I say this can, like, and it, it, it's not um, it's not a, a, a huge thing to say that it can and it will change your life if you apply each value to your own life. Um, but we can we can show you the way to kind of success. I guess they say you can take a horse to the water, you can't force it to drink. Um, we can say you. One thing to encapsulate what I say to them is that um, there's no excuse right now because I'm, 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 what we do as well, Heidi, like I say to them, I don't tell you like, how great you can be. Like Through the workshops and the stuff we do in the journey and I show them. So there's some really powerful techniques we use and we show them how great they can be and we show them that they're limiting their own mindset. It, it's not me just talking about it. So when they leave, I say, well, look, you said you couldn't do that. In the workshop, you actually did it and did more, you achieved the goal, et cetera, et cetera. There's, there's nothing that you can't do because you've proven that. So when you go away now, if you don't amount to success or you keep using excuses and blaming other people, really, I've showed you today, like your success is down to you and nobody else but you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is so true. Your success is down to you and nobody else. Yes. Okay, Daryl, it's been really, really good talking to you and finding out more about Empower Academy. Where can people find out more or get in touch with you if they want to get you to come into their school and do a workshop? 
Um, you can connect with me on, on pretty much any social media outlet. So we can go with the website to start with, which is www.intower.co.uk. Um, then we've got our Facebook, um, so facebook.com slash empoweruk. Um, our Instagram, empoweruk, or Empower Limited, actually, Empower LTD. Um, uh, my LinkedIn will be Daryl Chambers. Um, Twitter, please get at me on Twitter as well, people, at Empower UK. Um, just put in at Empower UK on, on Google, people. I'm sure I'm sure we'll come up somewhere. Yeah, you're basically here <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what you're trying to it's tell us. Yeah. yeah. OK. Um, is there anything else that you would like to share with the listeners? Ooh, that's a that now that's a really insightful question. Um, no, but I think just just to be um, just to be wary of the young people that are always watching us. Sometimes we don't even know. Um, we have these social media outlets, and it it does reach young people. Obviously, you say on Twitter, we see a lot of professionals retweeting. But um, really embody what you want to see within your community. Um, and if you want change in the community, it does. It definitely starts with us us really going forward, um, as I said, being in, in positions of, I guess, sometimes power as, P, as CEOs, chief executives. Um, the young people don't wouldn't always um, put those people next to people that are still helping the community, but actively show them that you're, you're out there and, and that you really want change for them and you want the best for them. And it's not easy, and they'll try to push you away. But as I say, they're, 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 they're growing they need to understand certain things. So just always be there for them. Always have a, a warming and welcoming heart. And um, let's improve our communities one by one and empower, empower cities. That's the way to empower a city. So yeah, I'd leave you with that really, Heidi. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Daryl. It's been fantastic talking to you. It's been great. And um, congratulations on your award as well. Oh, thank you. <laughs> no worries. You've been listening to the Make an Impact podcast with me, Heidi Fisher. If you've enjoyed the podcast, why not leave a review or rating? And if you'd like to be on the show, then please get in touch via my website, makeanimpactcic.co.uk. Thank you for listening.